you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings my name is vasu and we are together in this journey hello everyone and welcome back to today's episode and before i start the episode i just wanted to say thank you to uh, everyone and i can definitely see few people join my skillshare class a big thanks to that it helps me support this podcast and to keep this podcast alive and going thank you so much so let's come back to uh, today's topic and today i'm very excited to talk about one of my favorites and uh, all time great i would say uh, atanas matsorev So Atnas Matsorev is a Bulgarian artist and he's uh, he's born in 1975 still alive he's, uh, he lives in um, Sofia Bulgaria and um, he is the real realist in in and why I'm saying that there are so many artists great phenomenal artists they do realistic painting as well and I will um, I will just tell you that why he is the true realist in this age in this particular age there are few more uh, that i admire but uh, atnas matsorev is phenomenal and exceptional and we'll go one by one for the reasons he he is why he is so let me just uh, talk quickly about how i came to know about uh, atnas matsorev so when i joined instagram uh, like early to 2020 around somewhere around like uh, this covid was going on and at that point i i joined instagram to look around for art and what uh, some realistic artists and there was a page uh, which which was called like hyper realism uh, for watercolor and eventually that page never uh, tagged anybody they just put out the name of the artist not tagging anybody and i saw a couple of portraits and and then a few more paintings in that and i looked that something was different about his work and it was not photorealistic and it was definitely not painted from photograph that i immediately knew because the perspective was spot on the colors were spot on like as if you are looking at something and then you are painting it with with true colors true values and 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 true proportions true perspective so all these um check box getting checked and i thought who is this guy and and then i went in and i looked into his profile i was just mind blown and it's just not the the realism that he brings in if he if you look at his compositions and his painting it will take you to that place and it will hold you to that place for for a few moment in fact for a day if i uh, if i may say if you look at uh the landscapes he has painted uh, the the still life he has painted the people he have painted uh, it it will hold you for a moment you cannot just skip it uh, be- without admiring that it's not even like you know if if somebody posts a story and you then you press next it's not even that it doesn't give you the chance to move away your eyes from his paintings and immediately as soon as your like your first second goes off from his painting the second second you will realize uh, for the next few seconds you will think that oh my god can i be in that place 
and how calming it is it will immediately calm you down and it will immediately take you to that place and most of these paintings are very humble in nature because um, the landscapes are from bulgaria <coughs> and and the small towns excuse me uh, small towns the livelihood of uh, bulgarian life uh, mostly is still lives and his doors and windows and the landscape talks about uh, the place he is from he has also painted uh, from very different places but uh, but mostly the bulgarian life and uh, the way they prepare for winter how how the food is stored and he has uh, majorly he has five or six categories of work and then he has some different bodies of work that i will i'll talk about in a little while and he has won so many awards uh, so many awards so atnas matsorev is um majorly he was uh, he was born on a, in a small town uh, in bulgaria and his grandfather was an artist yeah, he was a painter as well uh, but he only spent like the uh, first 5 years with him and then he realized that he's good at painting and after that he moved to uh, later on he moved to sofia but before that he 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 tried on his own and he loved watercolor from the beginning uh, he definitely worked in different mediums uh, but he has um, he loved watercolor to its core and it, it you can see that so he applied for the art school like for the major as graphics for three times and he got rejected each time and the third time he got rejected he he took the matters in his own hand he started experimenting with watercolor and initially it was a it was a touch and go for him he also got uh, a lot more disappointed but then he he found his style and after that like i think i saw his first painting in like 2002 is where he or 1998 he uh, the first painting i saw from him uh, as the earliest i saw from him was i guess from 1998 and until now it's just phenomenal to i wait for his work as soon as it comes out it, uh, it doesn't come out as often i i, I would say and lot of his work is not on instagram as well nowhere as well so he generally paints uh, paints those for like private collections or some uh, some other collectors that he has and he has so much work to do and all of them are already sold in advance before he even works so <clears throat> let me talk about what his style is like so a lot of people think that his style has a very striking resemblance with uh, the great andrew white and andrew white is uh, is master himself and i i would say like most of american and people across the world as well would know who andrew white is uh, he has got got uh, the medal of honor from president he used to get uh, phone calls from president every on his birthdays Uh, and that's just like tip of the iceberg if you look at his work he has done phenomenal work phenomenal realistic work in act tempera which is another medium which is uh, which is close to watercolor 
uh, but it's again it's like a pigment mixed in egg and uh, also he has done a lot of watercolor and i think and matt soraf considers him uh, all time great for watercolor so they have very similar style of work uh, but matt soraf said that he can never copy his technique or try to send his message um so he definitely i can see very very uh, common resemblance especially in terms of uh, composition i would say not in terms of style or and composition is something that you know you will definitely find in many artists it overlaps even i have seen nick alum's work and one of his work looks exactly like uh, andrew white's work and a couple of other artist work so composition do you know can overlap uh, and uh, even the style looks similar but the techniques are definitely different my work also uh, resembles a lot to matt soraf and that's that's before i discovered him so that's that's when i found out that okay there, there's a category of people who can paint similarly it doesn't mean they have to copy because i never touch the subjects uh, or never copy uh, any mats or of painting even though i get so much tempted that what if i could do that what if i would do that but in a very different way in my own way in and i will go to real places and i usually paint something that nobody has painted before so if you see like um, most of my paintings uh, i choose the subject the reference from like thousands of images i i'm only able to find one or two when uh, when i have to paint i go through a lot of pictures a lot of photographs or i go outside and i take myself or i just go out and paint that's the best best way to to not copy anybody but yes let's come back to atnas matsorev how great is he now let me tell you um what the true realism is why why atnas matsorev is is what he is so first of all he paints from life and in watercolor like many artists go and paint from life and their sessions are usually 2 to 3 hours or 4 hours so this guy takes a 1k size paper 1k size is uh, i would say like it's 8 times a4 size so usually um it's it's a huge uh, it's a big size paper he has a board that he puts in on his lap sits there for 6 hours and like probably he breaks his back he sits there and finishes most of his painting on the location whether it's and uh, an f- uh, amazing thing is you cannot um imagine how much uh, accuracy he has in colors so i'll give you one example one quick example so the skies we paint a lot of us paint nowadays are quite um quite bluish which is more ultramarine blue you know uh, so which is because that's that's because the photographs these days are they they show the sky as the blue which is near, nearly nearly close to ultramarine blue and this guy when you if you look at his blues in the sky you will immediately understand that this is the real color this is how exactly the sky looks like and when it's a gloomy sky you can definitely see what kind of color he he gets the exact color uh, 
and so that's that's one of the example that how much he observes the nature and how much he how much close he wants to go to the subject he feels the subject he i will i will read out his words and uh, like this is how he he presents himself um let me let me just find out what he says about his work he says i paint from the nature and i bow to the beauty and the forces of the nature and the simple ordinary things around us he tries to catch the spirit of each material and to touch the things beyond reality i usually see something i like and the composition just becomes visible to my inner eye very often the composition is ready when i see it and i don't change anything don't like cluttered compositions i prefer something simple sometimes minimalistic and the same time rule breaking i often touch subjects objects to feel them sometimes i observe landscape for a long time before i started painting it suddenly i feel that i know that i have to do what i have to do that i know the objects it feels as they trust me sometimes i paint fast sometimes very slowly the very work determines it i want my paintings to reflect everything i see or feel to bring me closer to the essence of things technically don't follow any rules and i'm not that interested in technical part emotions are much more important try to paint every new painting in a way that is different from the previous love discovering these new methods thus i discover new opportunities watercolor has enormous large range of expressions i combine many different techniques in the same painting i use different types of paper depending on what to paint love to work on vintage and handmade papers i fell in love with watercolor many years ago and dedicated all my time to this beautiful versatile and really difficult medium so these are his words um atnas Mat- matsarov's words and the list of awards that he has gotten is uh, is phenomenal almost every watercolor award he has already won uh, for for his work i can't even uh, like uh, starting from 2011 he he got the first place in international watercolor contest in turkey and then the latest is to, uh, 2020 he won <laughs> nearly six seven awards in 2020 so uh, the uh, phenomenal work and let let me just come back to his work words and say so if you look at his paintings from the snow the snow painting the winter of bulgaria there are so many paintings in it and you would see why he says like sometimes uh, minimalistic you can hardly see uh, like if you look at the whole painting the, the painting has been done in nearly 20% so the the actual work that has been done nearly the brushwork has been done in nearly 20% uh, that you can see through naked eye but overall the whole painting has been painted and definitely he has painted the parts which we don't uh, look at like for instance say skies so his skies are so dilute you can still find and see the sense of sky you can you can definitely uh, feel the sense of space and distance and also the sky 
and at the same time the, the horizon is just one line and then there is like so there is very little foreground work and very little background work and you can you can still like uh, see the sense of distance and sense of space very easily in his painting nothing will be missing in that particular painting yet yet very minimalistic you will find it a complete work but yet you have to see it to believe it i will i will put down the link in the description and also his instagram so that you can find out uh, on more of it and another thing that um, i see in his work especially i will i'll go one by one uh, like on his so he created so let 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 me just tell you what's his body of work like so his latest i think his latest series is uh, called the layers of time and in that he uses uh, old buildings and the windows of those buildings so windows and doors are also his common part um, his common subject common interest and um, i am i also get very attracted to windows and doors um, uh, another thing that i love to paint is sparrows the house sparrows and that i think he has done maybe one or two oh sorry he has done a eagle a couple of eagles and i'm not sure if he has done any sparrows but yeah let's let's see what's his body of work looks like so he has um, uh, you know uh, the stored food foods of bulgaria like onions dried onions dried uh, chili and uh, dried pepper so the the food items which are kept for a long time in winters uh, so that they can they don't have to buy it and they can store that food so that kind of uh, that was his earlier uh, body of work and then i think he he has painted his grandmother a lot a uh, few times and i think i have seen four of them his grandmother or mother i'm not so sure uh, but old uh, bulgarian woman is uh, is one of her major uh, major subjects of painting and then i uh, then there is a woman uh, Uh, and i think he, that's his wife and he has painted um i think i have seen six paintings uh, so far and a few of them are uh, figurative image uh, uh, nude paintings of her in in fact nude nude painting of himself as well he has done a few and they're so so realistic i wouldn't say like uh, graphic but they're so realistic you can you can feel the smoothness and you can feel the colors uh, that as you all know that our color our skin has a lot of green and that that doesn't come out very well in paintings it only comes out in oil with a very uh, unique precision but uh, the way matsarev does it it comes out very naturally very realistic and now you you have to see it to to know what it is like and <clears throat> yeah so he has a, a good range of food paintings he has a good range of still life he has a very good range of um portraits and then figurative paintings uh, a figurative art that he has created and then he has the landscapes and then he has the cityscapes in which he paints 
uh, old doors and windows and old architectural values. And one of the uh, misconceptions that that people have about uh, Matt Sarev that he is a he is a dry brush artist. Of course, he uses dry brush and like no other does, no one else does. But at the same time, he uses more of wet on wet, a lot more of wet on wet than people would believe. He, his major strokes are, um, I would say, wet on dry that I have seen. But um, one of the things that is common uh, that between him and I is we use two or three different mixes together on the same place to get that warmth and cool, coolness together. And a lot of people do that as well. But he does it in a very dedicated way, in a very controlled way. And uh, so Matt Sorev doesn't paint in a lot of layers. He, he wouldn't go up to like four or five la layers ever. I think the maximum he goes is maybe three layers, two to three layers. So he's like a first-time right artist. He, he's, he does most of the things first time right. And that's a huge, huge um, mastery or one's work. So if you're that much confident that if you're able to do something first time right, phenomenal. You, you can do anything. And that level of control, that level of confidence comes only when you do day in, day out. And he has done amazing work. And... So let's talk about um, his uh, teachings. So I think he does teach a few uh, classes, but it's mostly offline and uh, a kind of uh, outdoor classes he does, and mostly in Bulgarian language, and probably he knows Russian as well. Uh, so th these are the language he, he speaks, and the, most of the classes are like that. And um, he only has one online class, which is in artholidays.com. Uh, it's a Russian website. And uh, it's around like $35 for his class. And I wanted to take that, and I didn't. And on purpose, I didn't take that class. I just didn't want it to get influenced by his technique and wanted to do my own work. Otherwise, I will have so much uh, similarity with him. And maybe at the, like, you know, maybe after like 20 or 30 years when I'm uh, about to, you know, when I have uh, I'm established uh, my own style, maybe I'll look into it or maybe I will meet him uh, someday and ask him. I have actually had a, a conversation with him once on a, on a chat and I asked him about his classes and... Uh, and he, then he told me, he was kind enough to give me the link and he said that this version also has in English and most probably I think it is uh, a translated version uh, and, and he, was, um, he was kind enough to do that. After that I, I, I took it a little bit far and I told him, sir, I am also an artist and right now I'm in China because in China Matt Sorev is huge. Uh, he held a lot of uh, solo exhibitions as well as group exhibitions in in China, and uh, the, and he's huge in China. He, he he's he's celebrated a lot in China. So he told me 
I asked him for a few contacts if he knows anybody in any gallery or studio uh, that can help me put my work out there. And he told me that, he humbly told me, every artist has to go through his own journey and found his, find his own sources. And I didn't, uh, I didn't take it um, uh, badly because he, he might have seen uh, something in it and wanted me to improve a bit. So, of course, at that point of time, I, I have conversed with him, but he definitely is... Uh, I can never lose any respect for that person, uh, the way he paints. And he, he sits 8 to 10 hours a day and to paint and finishes that painting uh, in the one K size paper, which is, of course, like huge, huge size of paper. Only like, you know, uh, he does a very little work in his studio when he's not able to finish it in the, in the location or he pretty much gets the idea uh, that what he's doing. And he gets, st he's still able to get into each and every detail. And even if he has very little time, let's say he has two to three hours uh, to give to that place. So either will, he will make a small painting or he will create a painting uh, which is smaller in size and then he he goes uh, back to his studio and um, and enlarges it or or puts more effort on on that painting so that's his style and uh, it's very very natural very realistic so that's why i call him true realist because nowadays you can definitely see a lot of photorealist artists and uh, they are also great. I don't have any anything bad to say about them. Um, but yes, uh, and they amaze me. Like I have seen a lot of artists who who do phenomenal work. Uh, but when it comes to you know, once you know that there is something better and uh, something more meaningful that you can do, like how can you get soul of something because you are sitting in front of that thing. For 10 hours 8 to 10 hours and then you by moment by moment you're drinking that and and you're absorbing that that subject it gets better it definitely puts a soul on the painting so one of my ambitions is to buy one of his paintings just one piece of his painting even though so it costs around like twelve thousand dollars for a 1k size painting I tried and inquired, and I will definitely go for it uh, once I save enough, or maybe I can, <laughs> if I can make enough money um, on Skillshare or, or on this podcast, I will definitely save it as an art, uh, art account and probably buy one of his work. So that's, that's something uh, that, that I aspire to achieve, or rather than other than uh, achieving great skill in painting, I also also want to own one uh, from uh, from my inspiration, uh, Matt Sorev. Let's come back to uh, like his uh, some of his painting. Now I want to describe. So let me have a quick look on some of his work, and if if you look at his work, I'm not able to say the name. Uh, especially uh, oh so the, he has one artist uh, one one painting which is 
basically coming home which is called coming home so it's like a winter uh, situation and uh, it's it's win- uh, it's a winter painting and you can see a dog uh, going towards the, and there's there's a building there's an old building and he painted that building and it's no longer there anymore so that's uh, that's one of his greatest composition and i wanted to um uh, to, actually i don't remember the names of the, of his paintings but of the major textures oh another thing so matt soraf is i would say he, he's a number one texture artist right now in 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 watercolor world so if you can look at the texture of wood look at the texture of rock nobody does better than him nobody does better than him i would say phenomenal textures of rock phenomenal very real textures of rock what type of rock it is what colors you could use in that rock is is amazing observation and that's why people uh, think that he's a dry brush artist and if you look at um, any any of his uh, rock texture it, it cannot be created by just a dry brush that's my assumption because i am really good at reverse engineering something and that i definitely know that some of some part of it is definitely dry brush but others yeah, it cannot be generated um, in in dry brush the texture of the skin the, the he gets it's amazing oh another uh, another work that another body of work is the boats he has painted a lot of boats and um, mostly those uh, those metal boats uh, around uh, around the sea and on the shore most of his boats are around the shore that he has painted and then there are landscapes which are either most of the uh, landscapes are the winter landscapes and then there is he has done a series uh, by the sea and the rocks of the seas and uh, he has like five or six of the work i have seen another thing that he does is he uses another medium i think he does it in the watercolor uh, um, sepia so he does he does paint only in sepia no other color and just painted in uh, paints in sepia so that's another medium that you can see in his work he has done he has initial connection a uh, collection of early collection of some charcoal work um so he has done some really great charcoal work as well and the sepia and ink sepia and ink is also another genre he has he has worked in and it's amazing 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 work i'm just um i'm just telling you the few of the work i know in fact i have actually seen most of his work so whenever i have to get inspired Uh, you know uh, when i um uh, i had like a long work week or maybe sometimes three or four weeks i'm working on a project in the office and i don't get time to paint in the evening so something that lifts me up so whenever i know that i have a two day or three day long break where i can invest my time and paint a little bit at that time when i leave the office on friday uh, evening or friday afternoon i start looking at his work 
like for an hour in the car um, just keep looking at his work and that gives me enough energy and when I come back I start painting immediately and turns out great all, all the time that's like uh, one of my triggers uh, to paint as well look at great painting so I I am not just uh, an admirer of watercolor I admire all kind of good art so uh, there's another Russian artist Vladimir Devidenko uh, I will talk about him on some other episodes about Vladimir Devidenko he's still alive I have talked with him as well he is another guy who's painting if you look at it it will immediately transcend uh, transcend you into something it will take you somewhere very um, very peaceful or like you know if you look at his painting you will immediately calm first of all like your bpm will go down as soon as you look at his his work your like your heart rate will go down and it will stop you right there and you'll start looking at it and it sounds um, it sounds uh, very uh, peculiar but one you have to see that to believe that so i will definitely talk about vladimir devidenko in in some some another episode because Matsarov is uh, today's king and I will send I will definitely uh, uh, put his name in the link as well as my name and my links as well I will also uh, find out his Instagram and I'll put you in the link he, he has some of his a lot of his work on Facebook I think he joined Facebook earlier and then uh, he's still uh, he, he's not so heavy on Instagram I think he has around 39,000 uh, subscribers on Instagram uh, but like it doesn't um, uh, his work uh, doesn't translate into Instagram I would say uh, he is much more uh, bigger than uh, the Instagram I would say uh, by the way Rosemary and company has dedicated a whole brush line to uh, to Atnas Matsarev you can find out um, Rosemary and Co Matsarev Essential so that's a brush line I think you can get four or five brush in that uh, in that combination and uh, so it's is I think uh, the major brush that he uses one of the things that I have observed whenever I find some videos or uh, like pictures of him painting he uses long bristle brushes and that's what I use as well uh, from the very beginning so the, uh, the the hair of the brush is usually long uh, it's like you know two to three centimeters long and that's the why i started using that because i i took uh, chinese calligraphy brushes here because that's very easy to to buy so i went I, I was looking for watercolor brushes and one day i said i saw that like oh these guys also use chinese calibra calligraphy brushes so uh, that's uh, the best way uh, i can for now I can use that and I never left that brush <laughs> even though when I bought a lot of worker brushes I still have those uh, Chinese uh, calligraphy brushes with me here in China and I use them very often uh, very often and I think you can also see those brushes uh, with uh, many Korean artists 
who are on YouTube and uh, like Misul Bu and uh, uh, Chenyon art uh, Chenyon painter uh, and these artists have uh, those Chinese watercolor brushes which are which carries a lot of water as well as it it turns into a very tiny point a very uh, thin brush as well so you don't have to use a lot of brushes uh, while you're painting so Matt Sarif also um, uses very long bris bristles or very long uh, hair brushes and definitely natural brushes uh, not synthetic so that's uh, Rosemary and Co has uh, has a Matt Sarif essential line of brushes so you can actually look at those brushes and try to find out that uh, what kind of brushes they they have that he uses and and then uh, he has a whole boat series then he has a lot of nature series he he paints a dry brush very very effectively and on his landscape you can definitely see what i was talking about with andrew white what is the correlation of Andrew White and his style? Why does it look similar? Definitely, he don't intend to, uh, but it 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 is very striking similarity. You can find in both their works. And uh, in all fairness, Andrew White did it with Act Tempera, while uh, Matt Sorrow has done that similar work in watercolor. Though Andrew White has done some watercolor, which uh, which are very realistic in nature. Andrew White, uh, most of his like realistic work is done in act tempera and then the effect uh, or the more loose side of Andrew White was watercolor. Uh, but sometimes he ended up doing a very detailed dry brush watercolor by himself. So uh, it depends on what he's thinking that day. But yes, I can definitely see a lot of resemblance uh, on what Andrew White uh, what Andrew White's work is and what uh, Matt Sorev's work is. So uh, there, there is a lot, lot of similarity and uh, uh, yeah, that's mostly because uh, the dry brush technique that both of them uses very effectively. But yes, I can see Matt Sorev is a clear watercolor artist. So that's um, that probably uh, solves the discussion he didn't do anything in act tempera or in that sense but yes compositions and the style look very similar all right so uh, if you guys want to get inspired by his work do check out right after this uh, this episode in the link is in the description all or while you're listening to me you can probably search at, at this will run in background. You can probably search on your phones right now that what his paintings are like. And you might know uh, like you might know what I'm talking about and you can read more about him. And uh, Matt Sorafs. Uh, so another uh, fun fact about him, which may be true, which is mostly true, I would say, because I have seen a photo of him with that whiskey so for after a long day of work a back breaking work uh, of painting the whole day he sits and take a large glass of Glenfiddich whiskey so that, that's what he drinks usually 18 years old uh, 
and uh, that's the only thing he does very simple life and if you look at his photographs as well seems very humble person and i hope uh, you found a new artist today and you might have not heard of and who is very contemporary very much alive very much relevant and uh, he is someone who will become something in a hundred years and you, we will miss it because we won't be there and it's it's great time to enjoy his work get inspired by him thank you so much for this episode now some self promotion so i do have some skillshare classes on and the link is in the description do consider joining them i have tried to keep these classes shorter but at the same time i have also put all my effort in in explaining how this painting is being made or how a texture can be achieved by showing all my brush stroke i haven't cut them off and i have explained while doing it so do consider um, checking out those classes another thing that i wanted to say is i'm not posting any more classes from last 3 months because the reason is i want to increase the production value of those classes and try to try and make it more clear for you and more in a more structured way uh, so that uh, i'm taking a break from the skillshare right now but i still have to grow it it's very it's in very early stage right now i have 75 students over there um I, which which i want to grow uh, but definitely i have bigger ideas uh for uh, for my classes so do consider checking them out thank you so much for listening i really appreciate